is up, you guys? I know it's been a while since y'all have had just an episode of just me on the Just Jay show. So I decided to hit y'all with, you know, a solo episode because because it's just me. It's just Jay. I want to show y'all my tea first. Hold on. Yeah, because I'm a podcaster who uses her voice and I'm getting into my drinking tea bag. And my cup says, of course, I talk to myself. Sometimes I need expert advice. Right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, this shit's supposed to... Hold on. Ooh, not bad. Okay. This shit's it's supposed to, like, promote positive energy and give you um, energy for real. I wanted to... I seen it in a store and I was like, mm, I need to see if that's true for real. So I got it. And it's tangerine. You know I love orange. Clearly. So, um, yeah, I had to get it and had to see what it was about. So... We are in October. It's October 4th today. Oh, my shit. Um, in my studio, it gets very, very, very chilly around, like, the end of September. So I'm glad I was really working this whole summer with all the collabs that I did. Um, I just did another collab two days ago with some girl that I worked with at the gym. I shouldn't say some girl. She's that girl. Um, but, yeah, she's my close friend. We still keep in touch even after I don't work there anymore. So we talked about, you know, that was a good episode. We talked about girl stuff, um, working at the gym as a female. So that will be airing very, very soon. Um, next week, I have an episode with Kyle the Jukebox. First of all, shout out to Kyle the Jukebox because he was on a business slash work trip, business slash pleasure trip to New York and Right before he came, he hit me and he was like, listen, I know I told you a while ago that I wanted to be on the show. I'm keeping my word. So let's lock it in. And we, his schedule was super jam packed. So was mine. So we really, you know, met up on the late night and got us a really good podcast episode that I just record. I just edited before I came down here to record. So I'm proud of that one. I liked it. I think it was really good conversation. I think he's a really, really, really how do I say, unique, creative. He's an interviewer. He's he a, so many different things. things, wears so many different hats. And that conversation was really good because for me, I felt like I was so honored to have him on the show because I feel like when it comes to the interviewer standpoint, he is very, very good at what he does. And I think it was good to have him on the show because for me, to have another person who interviews people regularly and who knows how to answer, uh, to ask the right questions and do all that shit. So he picked my brain a little bit and I was, I, I was fucking with it because, you know, a lot of people, some people get on here and they have questions for me and then some people don't. So it's pretty much just me talking, me asking questions all the time. So I like when people come on here and ask me questions because it's like, wow, like, you know, and he has some good questions. So stay tuned for that. That's dropping next Friday on the 14th, I believe. Yes, I think it's the 14th. So before we really get into the show, I want to say a huge thank you, a huge um, shout out to all of my guests that I've had on this season so far. We are on episode, episode four just dropped last week with Jada. Shout out to Jada because that episode was so funny. I, I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed editing it. I enjoyed every part of that because, you know, she my close friend and she was on the show in season one and y'all never got to see her face. So the fact that you, you know, got to see her and got to hear her and listen to how fucking funny she is. I'm happy. So that's really all I wanted. And we got some really, really great points off. Um, a lot of people hit me up. And it's so crazy because, you know, as I continue to do this, I really realize like my impact on people and how people really fuck with my show and they really wait for it to drop every week. So I dropped that. As you know, I drop every Friday on um, at midnight 
on all platforms. So I had dropped it and I had one of my friends text me at 1209 like, where is it at? Is it out? And I'm like, yeah, girl, it's out. Then I had somebody text me at 1230, 1245 like, yo, I'm 30 minutes in. Like, this is great. You did good. Y'all are so funny. So I got a lot of great feedback from that episode and I'm happy about it because that's one of my homegirls. So she always going to be around. Shout out to Quay Billions for show because that was my, he was on the season premiere of this season and on everything, like the amount of views that I got from him on YouTube and not even just from, not even from him, but from our episode together, like was crazy. I got over, I got, I looked this morning cause what I started to do for myself was I realized I was getting too consumed in like the numbers, how many followers I had, how many views I was getting, how many likes I was getting, you know what I'm saying? So some somebody very close in my life taught me listen the numbers are always going to come so don't stress them don't check them frequently that's what's going to fuck you up and that's what's going to make you feel like you're not doing enough and you're not doing the progress that you really are doing so I stopped checking the numbers and I had one of my friends actually I think it was yesterday I think it might have been the day before yesterday she sent me a video of my YouTube page because she was on YouTube and my my episodes was coming up and she was like wow this is so cool like your episodes are on my um explore page on YouTube and is there an explore page? I don't know. When you open the YouTube app and all the videos that's on the bottom, I get, I'm going to call that an explore page because that's like what's popping up for you. I don't know. And she was like, you know, this is so cool. Like you're on YouTube. I love this. And the views showed in the video. So I was like, wow, like I did not know that that episode got that many views. The episode with Jada got about, I think it was like 40, between 42 and 44. I can't really remember, but that's super super dope i love that the episode with quay billions got 102 views oh i ain't never in my life got 102 views on any single one of my youtube episodes that i've dropped so that shit like i'm so grateful for him i'm so grateful for that conversation i'm so grateful he was so eager to be on it i'm grateful like and I know like 102 and 44 might not seem like a large number for some people but to be honest this is how I started to appreciate my numbers right somebody said to me they may not seem like a, a large number to you but if 44 people came up to you and said that they liked your hair or they liked your business or whatever you would be overwhelmed because that's a lot of people if 102 people came up to you and said that they liked what you was putting out that's a lot of people you would be overwhelmed so I'm grateful for every view I don't care if it's six I don't care if it's 17 because a lot of my episodes vary from 6 17 44 100 like I'm grateful for everybody that watches, everybody that takes something from my show, everybody that tunes in, everything. So shout out to Quay Billion, shout out to Jada, shout out to Jomira, shout out to Za, who was on last season, shout out to Woe, who was on last season, shout out to Gwitty, who was on last season, and who put me on his intro to his album. Shout out to all of these amazing people who are in my corner. I'm so grateful for y'all. Y'all have made my show 10 times better with your perspective, so I'm grateful I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody that listens. I appreciate everybody that, you know, tunes into me. And, you know, you're going to be talking sometimes. With that being said, this Friday, which is, I think, October 7th, which is when this episode is going to drop, is going to be my 50th episode dropping ever. That's 50 episodes of me just talking for a multitude of hours, a large amount of hours, large amount of minutes, and... To make it to 50 episodes is really crazy because don't call me white girl, um, Damona. I talk about her podcast all the time. I plug a lot of podcasts on this show. I plug a lot of artists. I plug a lot of things. If I'm plugging it, I fuck with it. So, and that's what you'll also see on the Kyle the Jukebox, 
Kyle the Jukebox episode next week. He plugs a lot of people and I made sure I put everybody's um, Instagram handle, all that. So you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of people that he name drops and shouts out in that episode that I think is super, super dope. And I'm putting them all in there because I need the connection too, you feel me? But um, yeah, so I'm about to make 50 episodes. Demona just dropped her episode where they gave her a cake and stuff for her 50 episodes. So it's like, that's so cool. And like, I think just the way that I do my podcast is super unique because I break it up into seasons. I don't really know a lot of people that do that. I don't really know any people that do that. And for me, that's the best way for me to manage my life and handle my business for real. Because honestly, outside of this podcast thing, like I said, like I say all the time, I am in school. I am full-time working. I do have a lot of other things outside of those two things as well. So breaking it up into seasons for me is the best way for me to really manage my work and, you know, just be able to stay on top of what I have to do and still do what I love to do. So the season thing for me, I think... I'm never going to stop doing that. I know you see podcasters with like, they're on episode 250 or 139. No, I'm season four, episode three season. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's really how I'm giving it up. I'm not really trying to be like these other podcasters anyway, but whatever. So yeah, I'm about to have um, 50 episodes out. Like that's so crazy on all platforms, um, Spotify. I think I only have like 30 on Spotify though, because I think my first season is not on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts, unfortunately, but that's okay. And my first two seasons, I don't think are on YouTube. So that's okay. Apple Podcasts got all the tea, every episode, every collab. My first, oh my God, I, I, I literally can remember my first artist interview ever was with um, J-Dot. And it was literally in his um, bedroom at his crib no, I mean, no visuals, just straight audio. So I wasn't really giving a fuck about what the fuck the background looked like. I was literally in his bedroom, <laughs> like sitting on a little chair with bad niggas around. Like, cause I honestly didn't, it was supposed to be an interview with just him, but he had mad of his boys there who, you know, help him with his music, help him with his life in general. So I was like, yeah, y'all all could talk. I don't give a fuck. One, a mic in the middle of the room. Um, I'm sitting in the corner with my laptop that was my first artist interview ever. And I wish on God, I wish I recorded that shit. I wish I got behind the scenes from that shit because, but I don't think at the time I, th I, th I didn't think I was going to be like a visual podcaster. Like I really did not want to be on video for some reason, but neither here nor there. I wish I would have recorded the behind the scenes for that. I really do. Um, that would have been super cool to look back on, but that was like, I think that was season two. And it was literally around this time. I think we recorded that like October 10th or something. I don't remember, but it was definitely in October and now look at me now like I had I didn't have I didn't name like four artists already just from this and last this season and last season alone so like and think about how many more I'm gonna do like I have so many more people that I want to connect with and that want to connect with me so child we gonna it's gonna be great I'm excited um this podcast thing is really developed into something I never thought it was gonna be it really has developed into something that I love something that I really really take pride in something that I really put a lot of time and effort into so I hope I look cozy I look real co I know I look cozy on this camera right now I'm super cozy it's a little chilly in here like I said it gets super cold around this time but um I have some episodes that I recorded previously with um like I said Kyle the jukebox I got Ariana um I think I have one more but I don't know um see I'm recording so much I don't know but I got some episodes to hold me over for the season, but when it comes to like around the winter time, 
it's really just when I record by myself because I don't really want nobody to be fucking cold in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's okay. We still got At least we got a studio, baby. I ain't tripping. But, um, yeah. So, we're going to get into another segment of the show. Okay? Because, I'm, like I said, I'm getting more creative. I'm getting more in my bag. Also, what I will say, I have another announcement. Um, so next Wednesday, which today is Wednesday. So one week from today, I, this is like my opportunities be presenting themselves to me, like off on, on the whim, like on like some spontaneous shit. So I got this friend who I met at the Jay Critch concert. I don't know if I talked about her before, but there was this fire grown woman sitting across the room for me at the Jay Critch concert and she was at the bar something told me go up to this woman and talk to her and be her friend something told me so I did it immediately right off the bat she was cool as fuck bought me a drink we was chilling the whole night we've been we've been in communication since that I think that was like last year last summer around that time yeah so she's older she's she's very talented very creative I'm going to have her on the show too now that I think about it um but yeah Gotta link up with her because she's really, she's, she's very, that's a grown woman for you. But, um, she has this, she's very like into supporting her people and supporting small businesses. So when I told her I had a podcast, she was all for it. She was like, yo, that's so dope. So she had posted this other podcast, I think it was yesterday and they were looking for people to go on the show because they had a last minute cancellation. It's just one woman, um. Her name is Raya. She's mad cool. I've been talking to her back and forth all day today. Um, so, yeah, she had a last-minute cancellation and was looking for somebody to fill the place. I took the opportunity, and I was like, because I, I have a whole podcast book, and I, write down, I wrote down my goals that I wanted to really accomplish towards the end of this year or by the end of this year. And connecting with other podcasts was a main goal for me because I connect with other people. I connect with other creatives, but they don't really have, they don't have podcasts. They don't really even have the platforms that I have for real. So connecting with other podcasts is an amazing tool for me because they have a following. Their following can be put onto my following and my following can be put onto theirs. And that's what she was saying in the messages that we was talking about this morning. She was like, listen, I like to network with other podcasters because it gives our audiences different things. And I totally agree. So um, we have a recording scheduled next week. Uh, I'm going to go to her studio. I'm going to get mad behind the scenes from that. I'm excited for that. That's going to be really, really good. And yeah, so I'm just checking a lot of things off my bucket list when it comes to this podcast thing. And it amazes me because I'm doing this all by myself. Like I am really amazed at the things that I've been able to create and the things that I've been able to do and the people that I've been able to reach and bring on my show and all that. So exciting things are happening for me. So I'm happy. Um, so yeah, look out for that. I'm going to be on her show. I'm get, like I said, I'm get behind mad behind the scenes. I'm gonna get to know her. She's actually a part of the LGBTQ community. So her show is more of spicy talk. And then she also really heavily promotes, you know, LGBTQ community. So for me, there's nothing off topics for me. I'm a grown ass woman. So I, we could talk about some shit and I love that. She's so open and so proud. And so, you know, dedicated to her community as she should be so and she's a black woman she's cool she's cool as fuck so yeah we're gonna see what that's about so i'm excited for that that's next week i got <sighs> yeah i just did a happy dance if you are just listening to the audio and not watching the video i just did a happy dance so because i'm very happy now we can get into the show so listen let's get into the next segment so what i want to start doing right is 
ask Jay. When I say that, I mean, I want to give advice to young girls, to people my age, to men, to whoever feels that I am knowledgeable about a certain topic and wants advice from me. We could do that. So I'm probably going to post about that on my um, Instagram page. Again, Just Jay the Podcast is that's my Instagram page is where you're going to find all the information about the show, um, announcements, details, all that. So probably going to post that on there and see how people react to it or see how y'all love it when y'all watch this. Now I have three scenarios because I brought this idea to my friends. I have three scenarios that I'm going to give advice on and then we're going to get into the show. First scenario is, so let me, let me get it. Hold on. First scenario Advice to young women who are doing the work to heal themselves and be better, but also looking for love. First piece of advice, stop looking. Stop looking. Stop looking because, first of all, everything that's meant for you and everything that God or whoever you believe in or whatever you're religious beliefs are not my business but I'm gonna go with God for me whoever is meant to be in your life and whatever you're supposed to go through in your life will always make its way to you looking for love puts you in a lot of situations with the wrong people and it can also potentially hurt you because you looking for love in all the wrong places for real and all the wrong times stop looking because I'm going to give you my personal experience. I meet, I've met people that are really, really, really important to my life and really, really important to my daily life when I wasn't looking for them. When I was really focused on some me shit and it was like, okay, I'm going to focus on me and I'm not really looking to meet nobody or do nothing like that. I'm just on me. When you on that path of self-love and just loving yourself and pouring into yourself, that energy that you produce in your body and that you surround yourself with when you start to focus on yourself attracts other people. You walk into a room, other, other people feel your energy and it draws them to you. So realistically, you don't got to look for nothing. All that, oh, I'm a homebody, how am I ever going to find the love of my life? Baby, you will find him. I don't give a fuck if it is your Amazon Prime driver. You will find him, like for real. Like everything that's meant for you is going to be found by you. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? And personally, I feel like as women, we should never look for love because that's when it often tends to fail. So my advice to you would be keep working on yourself. I think another thing that women don't understand or don't appreciate is the time that they spend being single. I was one of those women. I've been single. It's three years now. We're in the third year. And in the first year, first two years, I was like, damn, like, am I not meant to be loved? Like, is that not what is called for me for real? Because I've been single for mad long. I'm going through all these failed talking stages with all these bum ass niggas. And it's just like, what's up? Truthfully, what I learned later was that love just wasn't what I was supposed to be focusing on at that point in my life. So... I had to be single. And I think being single is probably the best time in a, mo- in a woman's life because you don't got to worry about nobody else. You don't got to worry about how nobody else feels. It's all about you. 
So that time that you spend single, I don't care if you break up with your man or whatever, anybody that leaves your life is meant to. If it's meant to be, it'll come back. Y'all will rekindle. But if not, anything that leaves your life is meant to. Because that shit has to go for you to receive your blessings. You got to make room for all the negative shit and clear out all the old clutter to get what you really deserve out of life. So heartbreaks and, you know, all that shit is really a blessing in disguise. But we can never really look at it like that when we in the moment because it's so heartbreaking. But truthfully, stop looking. Wait for that shit to find you. When you do all that love that you're looking for, you need to be pouring into yourself. That's how I feel. Because I didn't met some of the greatest people when I wasn't looking for them. And I just let, you know, God and the universe do what it do. And when you're a woman who carries herself with an abundance of self-love after going through so much, you... You, know not, you learn not to play about yourself. And when you don't play about yourself, a lot of people see that and it's like, okay, she not playing by herself. Let me, I fuck with her. I want to fuck with her. You know what I'm saying? So people will pick up on your positive energy and your self-love and the worth and the love that you poured into yourself and they will want to be a part of that. Don't go looking for love. It's going to find you. Next topic, going through a breakup. Um, that's a pretty broad topic, but it's okay. Going through a breakup, let me see, because my breakup was three years ago, so, but don't get me wrong, when I went through, after my breakup, right, I, like I said, I went through a couple talking stages that didn't work out for me. Those were also situationships that did end up hurting me, so I, but I, and I did learn a lot from every single talking stage, every single relationship that I've been through, I have learned so much, so. I apply those talking stages to what I learned too because pretty much everybody that you interact with and that you meet is going to teach you a lesson for real. So for me, going through a breakup, I would say definitely take the time for yourself. I don't care if you have to cry every day for a month. I don't care if you have to cry every day for two months. First of all, let that shit out. Cry it out. Crying is like taking your soul to the laundromat. That's what I heard. That's what my grandma used to tell me. So I'm a crier. Cry and let that shit out. Be angry. You're going to go through a multitude of different emotions because you're going to go from being sad to angry to grieving to feeling betrayed. It's, it's going to take you everywhere. Ride that roller coaster and, take, and stop at every stop that you're supposed to stop at and allow yourself to feel that. All while trying to build yourself back up to be a better bitch. <laughs> because for real... Breakups hurt. I wouldn't wish heartache or heartbreak on my worst enemy, for real. I really, truly wouldn't because as a woman, that shit does hurt. Can't even hold you. That shit does hurt. My last, my breakup, my last relationship, that shit hurt me so bad. Like, I was so lost. And I was also very, very young. So, I depended on him for a lot. So, when that shit took a turn, it was like, damn, where the fuck do I go from here? You have to literally pick up your entire life and adjust it without this person that's been in it for a while so I feel for everybody going through a breakup right now but you got to remember that like everybody that wants to leave your life let them let them because I always this took don't get me wrong this everything that I'm saying took me so long to learn but everything that you lose or that you feel like you lose 
is only to be replaced with something better. So every, so the losses that you feel like you take in might low key be wins if you change your perspective. So I don't know. <sighs> Last scenario is advice for a woman trying to build a business in a predominantly male industry. Ooh, hold on. Let me drink some tea because wait. <laughs> so what I will say is we live in a predominantly male world. First of all, a lot of things that we try to do are dominated by men. That's just how our, our world works. Is it unfortunate? Is it extremely disrespectful? Yes. And yes. But let's, let's be honest. We know what it is. First of all, when it comes to men, right? Anything that a woman wants to do that is in a business that is predominantly ran or predominantly dominated by men, they're going to look at you a certain kind of way. They're going to think like, okay, who told this one female that she can come in here and try to eat off the plate that we all eat off of? You know what I'm saying? Men kind of have like this... I don't even know how to explain it. Like men, I personally feel like a lot of men don't want to see women eat for real. They don't want to see boss women because in reality, we don't fucking need their asses. So they don't really like to see that for real. But being, first of all, being a businesswoman in general takes a lot of tough skin. You're going to go through a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of rejections. You're going to get a lot of people that don't fuck with you. You're going to get a lot of people that turn you down. That's the same thing as rejection. But you're going to go through a lot of shit to get to where you want to go. That dealing with men is also going to add to that because I've, I've talked about this on the show plenty of times where I've had men try to hit on me or make advances to me when it comes to my podcast. I don't fuck with that. That's one thing I'm not here for. I, I, re, I really listen. We could, you could sit right next to me. And we could talk all day. We could talk about anything you want to talk about. This is my business. This is how I express myself. This is how I connect to other people. This really is going to be, this podcast is going to be really, it's going to really do major things in life. Don't listen. Don't, don't sleep on that for real. So when it comes to a man coming on my platform and coming into my space to do what I do and you try to hit on me or make an advance on me, first of all, it's going to piss me off because First of all, if I go to you for business and I say, yo, let's collab, let's make an episode, let's be on the podcast, let's do this. Nowhere in that does that say you have the right to flirt with me or hit on me. Nowhere. Okay. I'm going to just put that out there. I don't get down like that. I don't enjoy being hit on by men that I don't feel the same way about. You know what I'm saying? Especially if we are in this podcast studio, baby, it's business. Yes, we could laugh, joke, we could do whatever. But baby, this is my business. Don't play with me like that. So as a woman, you got to be aware and understand that there's going to be men that try to use your business as a way to get to you. Okay. I ain't with it. And I'm one of the women that's, that's women. I'm I'm one of those women that's going to always tell you that I ain't with it. I ain't the one to play with like that. None of that. Cause I got a crazy mouth and I will really hurt your feelings when it comes to the shit that I fuck with and the shit that I believe in. And this podcast happens to be very, very close to the top of the list. So, yeah, as a woman, you're going to have to deal with that. And them not really trying to make no room for you, for real. Truthfully, as a woman in, in general, who's trying to start a business and do what the fuck she want to do, man, fuck them niggas. 
Don't, who cares what they got to say? None of that. Who cares? And if any of them make you feel uncomfortable, you make them stand on that shit. That's how I live my life. Point blank, period. What? I had a guest on my show, I think it was season three. And in the episode that I'm recording with this particular person, you could tell that my energy is off from jump, from the moment I pressed that fucking record button because he had tried to hit on me before that. And I'm a businesswoman. I'm always come, I'm always finished what the fuck I came here to do. But that shit threw me off and that shit fucks with me because I don't, I don't respect that because I don't, I feel like as a man, it's so easy for a man to make a woman feel uncomfortable Everything that comes out of your mouth and everything that you do when it comes to women and women being around you and women being involved, you need to be mindful of. Because any the slightest tone or the slightest inappropriate comment could have a woman looking at you like, nigga, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like that. That's why I, when, I have, when I have my sons later on in life, I'm going to make sure that that shit is known. As a man, be mindful of everything that you say and everything that you do around women. I don't give a fuck about it. You're not about to make me feel uncomfortable. So, like I said, I'm one of those men that's going to tell you about yourself. Yo, this is my business. <laughs> I don't, first of all, y'all know that meme where it was like, the guy's trying to hit on the girl or whatever, and she's like, I didn't give you no indication that I liked you, not one time. That's exactly how I feel every time it happens, because I never said that. Like, it'd be the audacity that men have for me. Listen, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, listen. And also, for me, this is my life. This may not be for everybody, every businesswoman trying to start something. I got a lot of haters that are men rather than women, which is very weird, very sassy, very not it, but it is what it is because a lot of men don't like boss women a lot of men don't like when a woman comes and is going to tell you about yourself when she feels uncomfortable and when she don't feel like you got her best interest at heart baby that's what any man first of all this is okay this is probably not the best thing to say to y'all this is probably not the best advice but listen i'm gonna just be real my rule for myself is when a man makes me uncomfortable right i'm going to make you stand on that shit so however you made me feel uncomfortable now i'm about to flip it on you and i'm either gonna violate the fuck out of you yeah, there's no really, there's no really option. I'm probably going to violate the fuck out of you and make you hella uncomfortable to be around me so that you know how that shit feels. I like flipping the script on men a lot because I just feel like, bro, if I was, if I was a man, let me tell you, I would be super respectful. I would be super mindful of how I make women feel in general because I came from a woman. I would be super on top of my shit when it comes to how I make women feel. That's just me. Take it or leave it. Y'all don't got to be like me. I ain't a nigga. I'm a female for a reason because that shit won't work for me. But <clears throat> I'm just saying. But yeah, that's my advice column. That's my advice segment for this episode. Now we're going to get into the real shit. So let me tell you about my life, right? So first of all, I'm walking into a really, really peaceful time of my life for real. I really feel like because... As a podcaster, there's a lot of things that you know you want to shed light on. There's a lot of things that you need to shed shed light on, and there's a lot of things that you are allowed to keep to yourself, right? One of those things that I decide to keep to myself is my personal life. That is, well, it depends. That is my family. That is my love life. All of that. Um, I share what I want to share. I share what I feel like I need to share. But 
for me, when you're somebody that, excuse me, when you're somebody that gets on a microphone every week and talks mad shit and just um, tells people about her life and explains her experiences, you kind of are held to a certain standard to where you have, you, you've taken on that job. And I personally feel like that's one of my callings in life is to use this podcast and milk it for as long as I can to get as many points across and to express as many opinions that I have. So that's my duty for real right now to share my experiences, share the lessons I learned to help other people because I do have a lot of people that listen to me. I got over 300 followers on Instagram. That's like I said, the numbers might not seem like a lot to you, but to me, that's Imagine 300 people come up to you say, yo, your podcast is dope. I'm going to follow you. And they do it. Like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that my fucking posts reach every time I post something. That's a lot of people. And I'm not going to sleep on myself and act like it's not. So I have adopted a certain level of responsibility at this point in the game, five seasons in, 50 episodes in, that I got to share my shit. And I got to really share what I learn and, you know, because Honestly, from season one to season five right now, I have learned so much. Like there's probably so many of my perspectives from season one that have changed from till now. So it's like I've learned so much. I'm growing so much. We are constantly evolving. And for me, I feel like over this past summer, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. Like, first of all, I was unemployed for a while. We already know that shit was whack. I was unemployed for a while. I was dealing with a lot of family issues. Um, couldn't really find my footing in life. Just shit was not going my way. And I feel like, you know, as the summer started to end and, you know, fall starts, well, I don't know, what, what season are we in the fall? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as fall starts to come, like, I feel like I'm really walking in a peaceful time in my life. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because it took me a lot to get here. And, ooh, am I getting choked up? No, bitch, you not. You a real one, period. But, um... <laughs> took me a long time to get here and I went through a lot of shit and I think that I'm excited for what what season of my life I'm about to walk into for real because I feel it I really do feel like all that shit that I went through and that I fucking forced myself to sit through is finally going to pay off in some way in every way and my podcast is kind of kind of a way that I've I understand that because as my podcast grows, I have more opportunities. I have more people, you know, just interested to hear what I have to say. And I'm, that's super, super dope. Like I am a super, super dope person. I am that girl and I'm not going to talk about it, but let's get into my job or yeah. So, um, in the beginning of September, I started to work at a bank now, I think for me, to be honest, like I said, I was going through a lot during the summer. So for me, like I was applying to jobs left and right. I didn't really care what the fuck I got for real. I didn't care who called me back. I was taking it. So when the bank called me back, that was one of the first places that called me back. And I was immediately on it because I was like, hell yeah, like, let me get that bread, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm not a stupid girl. I'm smart as shit. So it was like, whatever. It's not going to be nothing to me. Started working there and immediately I was like, not actually, no, I'm not going to lie. First week, I was like, yeah, I could do this. It's a lot to learn. I First of all, this is where I fucked up. I like to do a lot of research 
and a lot, I like to weigh my options on every single thing that I'm about to do in my life. That was one of the things that I really didn't do much research on. But it was because I had been in the crib for so long and it was my first opportunity, my first breakthrough. And it just is what it is. I took it. So first like two weeks of me being there, I was back to back in classes every single day, every single shift I was taking classes. For me, it didn't really feel like it fit my lifestyle because I'm taking all these classes to be a banker and going home and learning something else. Like it just, it did not fit my lifestyle. So I was like, yo, this is not for me. So I got me a little bag real quick or whatever. And then I decided it wasn't for me. And honestly, I made the best decision for myself because I wasn't trying to, first of all, if I'm not fully committed to something, I'm not going to give it my, all, my, all my effort. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. I did not want to come to this job every day and make these people feel like I love to hear, right? And behind the scenes, I'm doing mediocre work. That wasn't, that's not, that's not how I give it up. That's not what I'm trying to do. Nah. And we already know where I'm trying to head, where I'm trying to take this whole life thing. So after I graduate, I'm not trying to be here for much longer, babe, just keep it simple. So it was like, why am I going to start this job here? Mind you, it's going to take me a whole month to really get through all these classes. Then they're going to put me back in training in a couple months to learn something totally different. Then they're going to put me back on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like I'm learning so much for this shit when this is really not what I want to do. So I had to get the fuck out of there. That for me was kind of like, it was kind of sad because it was like, damn, like I finally had a breakthrough and it's not for me. But I did a lot of thinking about it and I did a lot of talking to my dad and a lot of talking to my family and... This is the conclusion that I made and I feel like I need to share this because it's something that I learned and it really has helped my perspective and how I feel about myself. There's nothing wrong with trying new things. Either you like it or you don't. And if you don't like it, you do not have to continue to do it. That was what that little season, little area of my life was. Like I was just trying things. I was trying to build something new. I was trying to be trying to, you know, do have a better job. I was trying to do something productive. Turns out, I didn't really like it that much. That's not a knock on me. That's not a knock on anything, for real. That's actually a pat on the back for me because you tried it, you gave it your all, and you really made the adult responsible decision and was like, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. So that's really what my dad instilled in me. And he was like, yo, like, stop poo-pooing. My dad says this to me all the time. Stop downing everything that you've done. Stop. Stop doing that. Because I think, honestly, it pisses my dad off now that I be talking about, like, I'm 22. I don't have a house. I don't have a, you know, all this shit. It be pissing my dad off because it's like, bro, do you know what the fuck I was doing at 22? Like, come on. Like, stop doing that. You really doing a lot. And he's dead ass right. So I think, and I also, <sighs> this is another part of my life that I've been keeping to myself for a while. <laughs> There's been someone that I've been talking to um, very frequently all I'm going to say about him is that he does not live in New York. So, yeah. But I actually can't wait to, like, really open up about, open up about him because, like, it will make so much more sense. And, like, that whole situation could really be beneficial to teach somebody else. But, again, I'll talk about that shit when I know he's going to be here for a while. I feel like he is because he's been here for a while already, but mm, I like to be sure. <laughs> but this person that I've been talking to, I was telling him about the, um, also in the episode with Jada, which we were talking about um, toxic love versus healthy love. This is the person I was talking about when I was talking about my healthy love. Um, 
I was talking to him about the whole situation with the job and, you know, I was kind of down on myself, but kind of not really because it was like, there was really no reason for me to be so frustrated with myself because it was like, it's, you know, all a part of learning. And he sent me a voice message back, right? I played it three times. When I tell you, I had to be having one of the worst days I've had in a while. And I was just crying and crying, crying, crying. And what he said really, really touched me for real. So basically he was like, listen, like, Stop doubting yourself. Like every reason that you're giving as to why you don't feel like this is the right position for you is valid. You only need one, one really. And he was just like, you do do a lot. You know, you go to school, you got a whole business, you do a lot. So why add something to your schedule that's really going to probably burn you out and, that's, and that you're not even going to fuck with like that. So... I say all that to say this, life is really all about figuring out your footing, figuring out where you want to go, what you're trying to do, all that. And I think trying new things and figuring out that you don't like it is all a part of being human. That's like equated to trying new foods. All right, I don't really like Brussels sprouts. I tried it. I don't really fuck with it. I don't got to eat it again. I tried to work here, didn't really fuck with it. I don't got to go there again. You know what I'm saying? So just life is all about trying new things and just trying to, you know, trusting the process too. Because that's another thing that he said to me, like, yo, this is, this is literally all a part of your process. Like everything that you're learning, everything that's not working out is essentially a win for you because there's something greater that you're about to do that will work for you and that will make you feel satisfied and it's really all about being happy you don't want to do nothing that you're not really happy and so and that's one of the things that I pride myself on is not doing things that aren't authentically me that I don't really fuck with for real so I'm sticking to the rules that I've applied for myself I'm sticking to the morals that I've instilled in myself I'm sticking to the boundaries that I've created for myself even when it comes to just living daily daily life so I'm excited I also Recently, this is a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, maybe two. My brother Trevor, who's actually Messiah's brother, Messiah's my god brother. Um, I have a whole episode on him. Go back and watch that shit. But um, that one's just the audio too, I believe. Yeah, that was season two, I think. But my brother Trevor, who's also Messiah's brother. Well, actually, he's Messiah's brother more than he's mine. But it doesn't matter. They're all my brothers. I don't give a fuck. Trevor Jackson, he is super smart another creative another podcast host another just dope ass man so i went to he had this um small business event which was super dope i think it was called small businesses and cigars it was amazing at a cigar lounge there was so many different people in the in the room so many different spirits so many different energies all that and it was a great experience one of the things that he said that stuck out to me for real was he asked how many of us feel like we are put into a box and he was allowing every, a lot of people to go around the room and say how they felt and all that shit me I feel like nobody's ever put me in a box I think I've put myself in that box because I always want to be the podcaster that people can relate to or the podcaster that just tells the truth and that people love and I'm putting myself in a box by trying to please everybody when in reality that's not my purpose. My purpose is not to please everybody. My purpose is not to be liked by everybody. My purpose is to get my point across and express myself and allow whoever gravitates to it to gravitate to it. My purpose is not for nobody else but me. So 
when he said that, it really, really stuck out in me because it was like, everybody that's listening to this right now, do not put yourself in no box to fit anybody else's criteria. Your criteria for yourself is all that matters. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't don't um, dim yourself down. Don't dim your light for nobody. Don't do none of that. If people can't handle you, fuck them. That's really it. The people that fuck with you and the people that see what you're trying to do and see your vision in life are going to gravitate towards you. And you not, you know what I'm saying? Everything is going to work out and your following is going to find its way to you. So this is the last thing that he said at the end of the speech that he gave about this. Get out of your box and get into your bag. Period. Period. Get out of your box and get into your bag. That's all I'm going to say about that. Shout out to Trevor Jackson. Shout out to that event. That was amazing. Um, I had a good time. Next thing. I went to the suicide walk that I do for my cousin Khalid was September 28th, I believe it was. Me and my mom do that every year since Khalid has passed away. Um, it is a, is a, it's a walk to spread awareness for suicide. Um, pretty much what you do is it's at this beautiful beach and me and my mom do it. And my mom's actual, actually my mom's, um, company that she works for really like kind of started this for us and they've allowed us to like fundraise and do all that shit. So her work environment, her work, uh, her work family are involved in it too. So, um, a lot of the people that she works with, I'm also really close with because like they've watched me grow up for real. So I love them to death. Um, shout out to Kelly, shout out to Jay, if you're watching this. Um, but we do that every year. We, you know, we walk one mile, I think it's like six laps or five laps. I don't know, five laps around the beach. And it's really not that, it's really nothing. It really isn't. And it's beautiful. Every single year I see a bunch of monarch butterflies every time. And I just feel so connected to Khalid because I always know that he's there with me. And I know that he appreciates me doing this walk every single year because it, it commemorates him. And it makes, you know, like, it's basically me telling him, like, listen, bro, like, I still think about you all the time. Your struggle is still my struggle. I still appreciate everything that you went through. Like, I'm here for you. That's my way of saying that to him. So every year we do that. Um, it gets easier and easier every year. And it also gets better and better every year. Because this year I wasn't, I wasn't sad. I wasn't upset about nothing. I was happy. I was at peace. I was getting some exercise. I felt good. So I think... That's also part of me keeping his legacy alive. Like, there's a lot of things that I do to make sure that he still stays remembered and that he still stays talked about. Um, the suicide walk is definitely one of them. Going to his grave to talk to him. I, child, I be eating whole sandwiches. I be chilling with him for hours just talking because I really, for me, it really feels like he's there with me. So there's a lot of things that I do to keep his memory alive. We celebrate his birthday. We celebrate his death day, all of that. So... I think that's important when somebody close to you dies like that, like, especially when it comes to suicide, you gotta be, that shit has to change you. You gotta take the time to do the little shit for real. So that suicide walk is something I'm going to do every year to the day I die. I don't care what state I live in. And yeah, I also want to talk about understanding your triggers. I think that's important for anybody because you could be having a conversation with somebody, right? And they could say something that triggers you, but they have no idea that they triggered you, nor is that their intention to trigger you. I think when you learn your triggers, right? And you learn how to 
not allow them to really trigger you as much, you become super powerful. Because there are a lot of things that, I'll take my last relationship, for example, there was a lot of things that he used to do to me or say to me that would trigger a whole lot of shit in me. And then when it would trigger me, he would almost have the reaction like, well, what are you bugging for? Like, what's up with you? Like, what's your problem? And it's like, little do you know, what you just said to me kind of triggered a lot of shit in me, especially when you have a traumatic, or not even a traumatic, a toxic relationship with that person and they're triggering you. It kind of, it's a whole lot of shit that goes into triggers. But I think that as I got older and as I started to learn them, right, there would be other people that would say the things that he once said to me or do the things that he once did to me. And I would, I recognize it as, wow, that used to be something that I used to be triggered by. And now it don't even phase me. And I feel like that's all a part of the self-work. That's all a part of um, just trying to grow and be a better individual and a better human. Learning your triggers is very, very important. Because I think I also learned this from one of my friendships that, I don't know, me and this person, we were friends for a very, very, very long time and, you know, fell out. I won't say that we fell out over dumb shit because anything that I feel is not dumb. I feel like I was right in, uh, not right, but I was, you know, rightfully so to feel in everything that I, to feel everything that I felt. So we kind of separated for a while and then recently just reconvened. But I say that because while me and her were at odds, the conversations we would have, right, it was kind of very hostile, very emotional, just because we were both angry at each other and it was kind of like, well, bitch, fuck you. Like, I don't understand, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like going back and forth, bickering for real. And the things she would say to me during that time period, I know she didn't intentionally mean any ill intent, but the shit would trigger me. Honestly, You know when you are triggered by something and you realize that it's because you're triggered by so many other things that are tied to that or there's so many other things that are on your spirit that you feel and this one trigger sets that all ablaze. So it's just like every problem, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely noticed myself doing that a lot when we were at odds, which is only a few months ago around the summertime or beginning of summer, to be honest. There would be things that like I would have on my heart or I would feel and she would say something and it would trigger me. It would trigger me in that moment and it would trigger all the other things that I was hiding or that I had in the back of my mind for real. So understanding your triggers and working on them, write them shits down, write your triggers down. Even if you don't really know what your triggers are. Well, that's 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 actually a a hard thing that I just I just blew my own mind just now. Sometimes we really don't know what our triggers are until we are triggered. And that's okay. But as soon as you recognize that trigger, write that shit down. Evaluate it. Why did that trigger me? Why do I feel this type of way off of this person just saying one thing to me? Or make it, you know what I'm saying? What what was the reason that I was triggered by that? So, but that's also a really good point that I just made. Like a lot of people don't really know what triggers them. Because honestly, there are a lot of, I know, I know some of my triggers but there are a lot of triggers that I don't, I can't really pinpoint until they are triggered. So, boom. Next thing I want to talk about, PMB Rock. Uh, I've been avoiding talking about this because I just didn't really have it in me or didn't really want to. But next week on the Kyle the Jukebox episode, we do talk about it a little bit briefly. And I just want to give my opinion and, you know, 
share what I want to say about that topic before y'all listen to that to- that um episode next week. First of all, I'm going to talk about how it affected me. Um, I've been doing this 30-day challenge that I talked about. And I don't know if I talked about that with the Jada episode or... I definitely talked about it in next week's episode with Kyle. But this 30-day challenge is pretty much me just strictly focusing on my self-discipline and trying to improve my daily habits every single day. So I write down how I feel every day. I write what I've learned for the day, all of that. I've done, I'm on day 22 right now. That challenge has been super, super helpful for me because I think as we, every day we don't really realize all the negative things that we do that could be improved. So that's really why I wanted to do it. First day one was, I was focusing on social media's impact on me because I had realized I was heavy on social media and it was fucking with me. Like the shit that I would see would be like negative and it'd be like, it ruined my whole fucking day. Day one of that, when I'm trying to, you know, analyze my, how social media affects me, I hear that PNB was allegedly shot. Immediately I was like, oh hell nah, ain't day one. Day one of my, my day one of my challenge is not about to be like this. Didn't go on social media for the rest of the day because I was like, nah, that's crazy. That night, I had went back on social media and it was confirmed that it was him and that he died. Let me tell y'all something about PNB Rock. I started listening to him when I was 17 years old. There are so many songs of his that I can play that will take me back to that exact moment that I first heard them. His music is so different. His music is so emotional. His music is so happy. His music is so... His music can make you feel so many different things. And I think through his music, he really showed his heart. He really showed how much of a great person he was. And truthfully, I am a fan, like die hard. Like I, I have loved PNB Rock since the first song that I ever heard of his. And I was 17 years old. So his music, you got to understand, like when these musicians, they begin to have an impact on their fans when they really making music and they really talking about shit. Like, he really helped me through a lot of different stages of my life and he don't he didn't even know. But that was a part of his creativity and his craft. So seeing them do him how they did him, first of all, the video of him laying out bleeding all over the floor when they shot him is disgusting. I don't I, I feel so many different ways about that because he just had a daughter. She like two years old right now. Truthfully, I understand wanting to record things so that there's evidence and you could see. I understand that. But that man pretty much bled out by himself. Like, everybody around him screaming. Nobody really, like, in his face, like, yo, stay with me. It's just none of that. And I think the video is so heartbreaking for real because you could really see him trying to move his body to stay alert. And that shit really, that shit was really, really sad for me. Like, that little that first of all they just had a baby that baby is so beautiful she gonna grow up without her father number one and number two she gonna get to a certain age where social media is acceptable for her and she gonna have to see how her daddy died like that's that's evil that's sick that's twisted that's so wrong that's I feel so many different ways about that shit not only because of the impact his music has had on me but because I'm, I was a little girl with a father too at one point in my life. Like actually, well, I still am a girl with a father, but come on now. Like nobody wants to grow up and see that shit about their dad. Who's an amazing person just because 
niggas couldn't control their greed. Like, first of all, you robbing him in a chicken spot. That's crazy. His girlfriend's sitting right here. You about to scare her to death for life. Like, come on. Then on top of that, she posted the location before it even happened. Come to find out, they was in the parking lot waiting for him before she even did all that shit. So all that blame that everybody put on that girl, hella wrong. Hella wrong. Because you already know she going through hell with no baby father, single mom, brand new baby. Come on now. Got to pick up your whole life by yourself now. That shit's crazy. Listen. Man, I had a conversation with my dad, right, and my uncle, and they was he was my dad was like, you know what? Honestly, as fucked up as it is to say, if you are in a down and out position, right, and you see somebody with fame and money and fortune, and they walking around, they they just eating chicken in the spot. That shit pisses you off because you ain't you ain't fortunate enough to have that. So that shit will drive you to do some greedy, crazy things, and killing that man was one of them. And my dad was so right because he was like, yo, listen, when you come from the hood and you ain't never had nothing and you see somebody else with something and you ain't all the way right, yeah, I'm going to come up off that shit and I'm going to get that nigga. So I see all aspects. I see that side of it, you know, but at the same time, this is somebody's family. This is somebody's son. This is somebody like greed and greed and Yo, the episode with Kyle next week, y'all go, we we had a good conversation about it. It was it was brief, but it was really good. He was saying like first of all, thievery is crazy. You stealing something that somebody worked they ass off for. And there was also a video going around on social media of um PNB Rock and he was like giving a letter to younger generations or whatever. And he was like, "Yo, I was homeless 3 years ago." Like, so I worked my ass off for this. And hearing that shit just made me fucking broken because it was like, yo, like, that nigga came from nothing, too. That nigga came from the hood, too. That nigga was homeless, too. <sighs> Greed and envy and jealousy are just crazy. It's crazy. It's evil. It's sick. It's not fair. It's not right. None of that. And he, oh, my gosh. The snippets that he was posting on his story of, like, the new music that he was excited about. That shit sucks, like. He just wanted to be creative and live his life and be a father and do all that shit. So, bro, I cried like I really, truly cried like some, like my cousin was shot for real. Like I cried with Pop Smoke. I cried with Nip- Nipsey Hussle. Like these are amazing men that could have done great. Hold on. They already did great shit, but they was about to do even more greater things. And it just sucks that like he was only 30, bro. I can't talk about this for too long because it's going to make me emotional. But, yeah, rest in peace to PNB Rock. Um, I'm sending so many prayers, so much love to his family, to his girl, to his daughter, all of that. But, man, stay dangerous, stay safe out here, especially in L.A. Especially in L.A. L.A., they don't give a fuck out there. They really don't. So, yeah that's all i have to say i feel like i had one more thing to say but i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but doesn't matter i'm gonna wrap this episode up by saying that um moral of this episode is okay trust your process no matter where it goes no matter what you maybe going through trust your process okay everything is a stepping stone in your journey um nothing is going to happen to you for no reason try new things and if you don't like it 
fuck it. And if you do, master it. Develop a routine. I think developing a routine is very, very important, especially for me right now, because I like to have structure. I like to have, I like to know what I'm doing every day. Like I have a whole, it's not down here, but I have a whole pad that like you can write out what you have to do for the week. I do that every week. I write down everything I got to do every single day. I like organization. I like structure. I like routine. So take your vitamins every morning, go to the gym, um, read, read for a certain amount of minutes a day, um, you know, even if you don't go to the gym, go for a walk, walk your dog, do develop a routine for your life every day. And I'm telling you, it will make you feel better. <sighs> I love y'all. <laughs> every time I like do an episode by myself, I just be feeling like, <sighs> you know, just got a lot off my chest. Thanks for the therapy, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but shout out to y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all for all the support. I know I say this over and over and over and over again, but I'm always say it. Shout out to y'all. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving my podcast. Thank you for allowing me to do what I do. I hope y'all have an amazing week. Um, this is our 50th episode anniversary episode. That sounds weird, but thank y'all for 50 episodes. Thank you for following me. Stay tuned for everything that I have in store. Bye.